It's time for Looking Up with Danny and Sharissa and our producer, Shell. How are you today? I am praising the Lord as I am each and every day and another deliciously delicious day. (laughs) Absolutely. Another scorcher. Yeah. Well, the the days are getting more delicious, I think, with the the coming of spring. And they're longer and they're more delicious. So there's more to enjoy. Lots to be thankful for. Absolutely. And, uh, we just want to welcome you all to this program and want to let you know we're coming to you live, which means we'd love to hear from you. So if you have comments, questions, prayer requests, uh, the number to contact us on here in the studio is 0491-064-669. That's 0491-064-669. We'll share a little bit more as we go throughout the program about a prize offer that we'll uh, be putting up for the first in uh, to reach us today. But while we're making these announcements we're going to be continuing our bible study this is the final one the last one we've we've, we've arrived at the finishing line oh wow and uh we've been stepping through the story of noah mm-hmm. and today's the big home run mm-hmm. so really looking forward and we hope that you can stick around for that and just want to remind you if you've missed any of our past episodes you can actually still access them by going to the faith fm website or on the faith fm app I really encourage everyone to get the app because sometimes you're in and out of service areas, but you can always hear the programming and uh, access past programming on the Faith FM app. You simply go to the Looking Up show there and under the podcast section, there will be all the previous episodes. So look for two people that are actually looking up. Um, (laughs) That's true, we're the only two there. Yeah, in in case you don't happen to to read very well, just look for two people that are looking up. And that's the program. <laughs> We're actually right. looking up. Yep. That's a very good point. <laughs> Is that a good hint? That's a very good hint. <laughs> and uh, Poor Shell, she's like thinking... <laughs> this program today is not going to go well with comments like that. <laughs> and did you have a good weekend, Pastor Dan? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, all went well. Father's Day. It was Father's Day, yes. Uh, but I tell my kids every day is Father's I Day according to the Scriptures. And you know what they do? They roll their eyes and they say, whatevs, whatevs, <laughs> and we press on. Okay. But no, it went well. They wished me Happy Father's Day and stuff, and I still made my own breakfast because I don't like anyone to make my breakfast for me, <laughs> especially on Father's Day. That would just be a no-no. So of all days, I want to make my own breakfast on Father's Day because, you know, Wow. I make it that a certain is a way. unique father tradition. Well, we'll be back to hear more about your weekend and also what's happening in the world uh, because there's lots of reasons mm, to look amen. up today. So amen. we're going to go to a song break now, Didn't I Walk on Water by the Dunaways. Enjoy the song. As I kneel in the dark In the middle of the night I'm praying for assurance Everything's gonna be alright And Lord, I see another battle It's out in front of me 
I'm afraid I won't be able And I'll go down in defeat And he said, do you remember Where I brought you from Just take a look behind you At how far you've come Oh, and every time you ask me Didn't I deliver you? So why would you be thinking That I wouldn't see it through? Didn't I walk on the water And I calmed the raging sea? I spoke to the wind It hushed and I gave you peace Didn't I? Said my bills are coming due, Lord, and six days is not that long. She hears a voice so soft and low. He says I've moved like that before, and I'll do this little thing. Oh, and I'll give you so much more. And I walk on the water, and I calm the raging sea. Dunaways, what a great song and welcome to Looking Up. You are listening to Danny and Sharissa and it's come time for us in this program to talk about the many reasons why looking up is the best option today. Amen. And, <laughs> and when we say looking up, we're not just saying look at the clouds, look at the sky. What do we mean by looking up? We're talking about uh, spending less time looking at Hollywood and spending more time looking into the Holy Word that tells us that when we see the things happening that we are seeing right now around the world, we need to look up because Jesus is on his way. Our redemption is drawing near. That's why we call the show Amen. Looking Up. 
Amen. Well, um, we were just talking about the weekend, and um, how did your Father's Day go? Did you do something for your dad? <laughs> I, Where is he? I he's did. in Sydney. He's in Sydney. So this was uh, one of the first Father's Days that we couldn't be together. Uh, but if, I you managed... were, if you were the Prime Minister, you could have spent time with your father. Really? Yeah. Oh. He he made a special trip did from he? Canberra to Sydney wow. to visit his father, and yeah. There's been a, a few words, a few words shared regarding I'm that. I'm sure they would have been, but uh, I rush post <laughs> a, a, a little gift to him, and actually, it's actually my birthday. <gasps> what? In, when? In, in America. So it was yesterday. Yesterday. So. So today it's yesterday in America. Well, happy birthday for your American birthday. <laughs> While you have an American husband. Yeah. So I'm so going to claim it and milk it for all. Absolutely. <laughs> Look, um, I. Yeah, why not? Why yeah. not? Say so happy birthday for yesterday and yeah, today. Thank you. And usually my dad and I celebrate together because it's Father's Day oh. and, you know, we usually, but this is what happened this So year. wait a minute. Okay. Are you, are you brave and bold to tell us how many you've racked up now? <laughs> are you brave and bold? I'm brave and bold. All right. Off you go. So it's 100 divided by <laughs> 2. <laughs> yeah, go, go, go. Minus 27. A hundred divided by two is fifty minus twenty-seven. You're not twenty-three. Thirty-three. Okay. Minus, did I do that wrong? Minus seventeen. <laughs> I did it wrong. Uh, okay. My apologies, listeners. Sorry, sorry. I shouldn't have asked a question that involved mathematics. You weren't. <laughs> no, you weren't, I was trying to be were, smart. <laughs> were you a maths teacher in your former life? No, English. English. Yes. Yeah. Okay. There's well. a reason why. There's a good maths. reason why she picked English and not maths. <laughs> That's exciting. 33. 33. Look, you don't, around the look sun. you don't look any, you don't look a day older than 40, I would say. Um, in my <laughs> humble opinion, not a day older. We'll talk in the outbreak. Um, anyway. No, that's wonderful. That's exciting. 33. If I could only be 33 again, have mercy. Yeah. Wow. Well, God is good. And I was reminded of that yesterday. And mm. just thinking, you Tell know. Me. You have lots of gifts that you can receive in this life, but the greatest gift is the gift that only God can give, mm-hmm. is eternal life. Amen. Amen. So um, what has been happening that's caused you to really appreciate looking up today? And looking up. Wow, look, um, uh, it's no news to anyone that um, you know things are, are really motoring along um, when it comes to you know changes in society, uh, things that we you know wouldn't even dream of. You know, just over 18 months ago when we were hanging out together, 2019, Christmas time and hanging out with family and so forth, how things have changed. And, you know, talking about Father's Day, um, uh, what struck me as to, as to the way society has changed, how everything has changed, you know, how things are upside down and whether you agree or not. But I was distressed um, to see... Fathers and their families, fathers, mothers and their families on the Queensland border and on Father's Day they had this barrier, you know, those mm, plastic those plastic barriers yep. um, that they set up, you know, when they're doing roadworks or whatever or motor racing or whatever's going on. And, you know, you had your Queenslanders on one side of the plastic, you know, barriers and you had your, you know, New South Wales people on the other side and they're hugging each other and so on and so forth. And it was just it was just awful. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of the Berlin Wall for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. I've been to the Berlin Wall, mm-hmm. you know, that divided East and West Germany and that's what people used to do back then. Mm-hmm. You know, they would if they weren't shot in the meantime, um, they would try and, you know, look over the wall to say hi to their family and try and sneak over to say hi to their family and their friends. And, um, 
you know, who would have thought that we would have our own Berlin Wall here in Australia, you know, yeah. with the way the borders are, are closed and shut and, um, like, yeah, it's just, it was just sad to see. So regardless on regardless of what side of the argument you may be on, excuse the pun, um, <laughs> it really was sad to see that. It really was sad to see that. But um, as far as other things that are taking place, um, there was a, a Channel 9 news reporter, I'm not mm-hmm. sure if it was on Monday morning, Monday night, or I'm not exactly sure when it was, but one of my church members sent me this text message. Mm-hmm. And, um, and on the text message, it had um, a screenshot of a Channel 9 um, report that was given by one of the reporters. And it read this, at 70% double dose, pubs and restaurants reopen for vaccinated People, you know, four square meter rule applies. Cool. I kept reading. Hairdressers and barbers reopen for the vaccinated. I'm like, Ooh, I, mm, mm, mm. you know, I mean, I don't go to the pubs. I don't, yeah, the restaurants. I like to go to a good restaurant once in a while. Uh, but I'm like, Ooh, yeah, maybe my wife will have to get back to cutting my hair. You know, she used to cut my hair when we were a student. Mm-hmm. You know what it's like when you're a poor student? You know, just anyone who's willing to cut your hair regardless of how good or bad they are you you volunteer yeah you, know, you kind of do it for the cause yeah and um so anyway i'm like okay i'll have to talk to my wife about cutting my hair um but then the third one really struck me i'm like what and it said vaccinated services in places of worship mm-hmm. four square meter rule and the last one was sporting crowds return for or the vaccinated only. So basically, this guy was saying this is not, you know, in case our listeners are like, wow, have they decided this? No, 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 no. Um, this reporter was saying, according to his sources, you know, you know how reporters have sources, mm-hmm. you know, they've, they've all apparently got sources. We all, um, we all have our sources, you know. According to a reliable source, you know, there's discussions going on in the New South Wales Parliament um, that they'll be, you know, rolling this out and making an announcement. He said even this week. And I thought to myself, how can I, with a clear conscience, stand at the front door of my church and ask people, have you been vaccinated? Yes or no. And if you haven't been double vaccinated, you're not welcome in church. Mm. You know, with a clear conscience, I cannot do that. Because, you know, Jesus said, come unto me, all you who labor in a heavy land, I'll give you rest. You know, Jesus said, my house shall be a house of prayer for all people. Irrespective, Irrespective of, of their status. health, of their status and their health choice that they make in this matter. Mm-hmm. And so that was very, very disturbing. And, um, yeah, that really hit me. And to be honest, um, I after I got that text message, I thought it was a hoax at first. I really thought it was a bit of a hoax, you know, a bit of a joke, um, bad joke at that. And so I went online and I checked it out and I actually found the, the video footage mm. of that nine news reporter sharing that on, on national TV. And so, you know, it's no hoax, it's no joke. Um, and, you know, this is a very serious time. So we've obviously got the school teachers you know, they've got, I think, got a November 8 or 9 deadline. That's right. I was on the phone to one today. They were wanting to know what they should do. They feel very um, perplexed about decisions. Yeah. And they have, yeah, people close to them who really don't want them to get it. And it's tough. They're really divided it's, in their own personal lives. So. You know, Jesus said, you know, um, a house divided. Um, you know, it cannot stand. And um, so, yeah, look, we're living in very serious times. Um, I, I got a text message today 
from a young woman. I won't mention her name. I won't mention her profession. She's a professional. And, um, and this is what she shared with me. She said, um, I would really appreciate your prayers. I will be terminated due to um, the vaccination mandate in two weeks. I'm not getting it. I'm currently in my dream job, but I can't go against my conscience and get it. If God intervenes, then my job will continue. If not, um, I will lose my job. I will trust him to decide. So this individual, this young woman in her early 30s, a young professional, you know, due to her conscience, uh, she's made a decision, you know, not to get the vaccine. And I, and I 100% respect and, um, and, and affirm people in their decision. You know, this is uh, an issue. And for some people, um, it's, it's an issue of spirituality. You know, they see their bodies as their as the temple of the Holy Spirit, which it is. Our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So, for some individuals, they see this as uh, an issue of faith. Mm. You know, I don't personally. I'm not sure where you're at, but some people do, and we got to respect people who do see this as an issue of faith yep. and conscience. You know, yep. conscience is 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 the most precious gift that God has given to the to the human race and we've got to respect one another's consciences. Absolutely. I I agree with you there. And you know that that's just one front that things are happening on in the world right mm. now. One reason to look up to a government and to a, a God who never forces us and mm. just wants us to respond to him out of love. But uh yeah today in Mexico there was a powerful earthquake that struck the cities of southwest Mexico. Oh, today. Yep. It wow. was today I haven't and heard of that. it was a seven magnitude quake. Okay, that's pretty struck, serious. And it was only 12 kilometers oh, deep. So they'll feel oh. it. But according to here, there's been no reports yet of loss of life. Okay. Praise God. Praise the Lord. But it's still a sign, isn't it? Like that's a huge sign. Earthquakes, Jesus mentioned. Pe- yeah. Pestilences, earthquakes. Yes, um, plural. And that would be multiplying, you know, like those labor pains that yes. we've talked about. Yeah. So that's just another thing that's happening right now. Wow. Did you have something else you wanted to Well, add? Um, look, I, I really just want to add to what I was saying earlier. This is a time, and I've been sharing with my church a family. This uh, last Sabbath, I got up and I, and I had um, you know, a message regarding how do we as Christians, how do we as Christians respond at such a time as this? Because there's you know, so much division, even, even in churches, even amongst church family. I'm, on, I'm not on social media, but I know people who are, and they tell me that, some of the some of the conversations are, are are less than you know spirit filled. They are very toxic, and it's very very sad to see, you know, friends. I, I had a lady, she rang me up. Um, won't say whether she was from my church or elsewhere, but uh, a Christian lady rang me up and she said, because of the decision that she has made regarding you know the vaccination issue, um, one of her best friends that she's been friends for decades has an opposite view and is no longer talking with her. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you've had that experience or if you've heard oh, about that, but yeah. it's just so sad. And so I really want to encourage our listeners, I really want to encourage all of us to be doing what Jesus asked us to do. You know, in John 13, verses 34 and 35, Jesus said, you know, by this all will know that you love, by this all will know that you are my disciples by the love that you have for one another. So that needs to be first and foremost our love, our respect for one another, you know. I think it's First Peter three fifteen. You know, always be ready to give a reason for the hope that is within you with gentleness and respect. Mm. You know, share the truth in love. I think that's Ephesians four fifteen somewhere there. Mm. You know, sharing the truth in love. So everything we do, Sharissa, 
we need to share in love and we need to of utmost have respect for people. And this is a time for us to be united, yes. united in Christ, Amen. no matter what our you know response is to you know to the whole vaccination issue. Absolutely, I was just thinking of a, a, a psalm actually as you were talking there, Psalm fifteen, and I'll just read to you um, just the this part here. It says, "Lord, who may dwell in your sacred tent? Who may live in your holy on your holy mountain? The one whose walk is blameless." Mm. Who does what is righteous, who speaks the truth from their heart, whose tongue utters no slander, who does no wrong to a neighbor and casts no slur on others, who despises a vile person but honors those who fear the Lord, who keeps an oath even when it hurts and does not change their mind, who lends money to the poor without interest, who does not accept a bribe against the innocent, whoever does these things will never be shaken. Wow, where's that from? That's Psalm 15. So, and, and was that the entirety of the psalm? That was the whole psalm. Wow, Psalm 15, folk. That's a psalm we need to read over and over again, especially now. Why don't you post that on your Facebook account? There you go. There you go. <laughs> Something positive. Wow. Yeah. Good on you for sharing that. Yeah, oh, praise the Lord. And there's just that one line, whoever speaks the truth from their heart. Like we need to be really putting our minds mm, on Christ so amen. we can speak truth. Amen. Well, we're going to go to a song break and a news break, and then we'll be back with so much more as we dig into the Word.
Hey there, dudes and dudettes. This is Robbie. And I'm Tash from Real Faith. If you'd like to have a more vibrant walk with God, then come join us from 3.30 to 5.30 every Thursday hour to hear fresh stories of God working in real people's lives. Digging deep into the scriptures and having a fun time. We'll We'll see see you you there. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Faith FM has a brand new live show each weekday morning straight after the breakfast show called Tassie Encounters. Tune in for fascinating discussions of history, science, faith, and personal encounters with Jesus. Tassie Encounters, live every weekday straight after the breakfast show on Faith FM. Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. It's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. We are Looking Up right now, this is the Looking Up program with Danny and Sharissa, and we have a prize that's going to be available to the winners today, Mm -hmm. that means to be the winner, what do you think? It's the. Do you want to recall the shots? Um, well, yeah, it's going to be a word. Okay, yeah. A and word. Uh, who's it going to go to? Um, me. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, the prize is going to go me to. Me and my dad. <laughs> no? <laughs> no, I go, no, I don't know. I know where you're coming from. I, know. I think we'll go the first and the third. First uh, and the one third. And three. One, one and three. three. One and three. One and three. Piggy in the middle. Okay. You know, you know what it's like to be the middle sibling? Yeah. You know, you're always missing out. You just reinforce that. We have just reinforced. I'm really, I'm really sorry. Look, uh, let me ask you: Can we do one, two, and three so the piggy in the middle doesn't have to have reinforced again that they're missing out, or is it just one and two? One and two. One and two. One and two. All right, Shelley's saying just two. One and two. So piggy in the middle. You are in. You are in. So one and two. First and second. And And the prize that's up for grabs, which you can access once we release the code word, which we haven't done yet. It's a four-letter word. Okay, there's a big clue. but uh, And the clue is part of lockdown. (laughs) It's part of lockdown. Very much part of (laughs) lockdown. 
<laughs> All right. So the uh, title of the book, which you can claim, is Shadows of Light. It's Seeing Jesus in All the Bible by Doug Batchelor. Mm. How he cool had, is that? Yeah, he had COVID. He did have COVID and he beat it. Praise, Praise the, the Lord. Lord. Praise so the Lord. So he's all good. But uh, yes, Pastor Danny, I think we're ready to dive in to a study of God's oh, Word. I'm so looking forward to that. So, folk, if you are um, tuning in, possibly for the first time, uh, we have been in a series on the story of Noah. Uh, the reason being, Jesus told us in Matthew 24, as it was in the days of Noah, so it would be just before he returns. Um, we've also ventured um, to the story of Lot because Jesus also said in Luke 17, as it was in the days of Lot, so it would be before Jesus returns. And so we have been looking a little at Lot, but predominantly we've been spending our time on the story of Noah. They're found in Genesis. And uh, today is the sixth and final part. In fact, it's actually seven parts because um, one of those we did over two, over two weeks, over two sessions. So seven. Oh, that's worked out well. Because perfect seven, number. Seven's the perfect number. And I didn't even plan that. <laughs> I just got talking too much on that one and we didn't get a chance to finish all the information that we needed to share. So anyway, so this is, I guess, yeah, part seven um, in this six-part series. So if you can work that out. I'm very happy for you. You are at the right program because this is a very complex and complicated program. So anyway, yeah, so this is our last part and I've entitled it, I've entitled it Home at Last, Home at Last. And so we're going to be taking a look at um, Noah who, who got through his lockdown, you know, he endured the first lockdown in human history, over a year in the ark. But um, he was safe and secure. God took care of him all the way to the other side. So today we're going to be looking at, I was thinking of calling this um, uh, this particular episode The Other Side, Getting to the Other Side, because we've heard that over and over again. We're going to get to the other side together, together. Yes, yes. And so uh, the ultimate over, uh, other side for the believer in Christ is heaven. You know, Amen. where God takes us from this sin sick world, you know, to the to our heavenly home, mm-hmm. um, the New Jerusalem, and which will ultimately, you know, um, be transported from heaven down to this earth, and this will be the home of the redeemed mm-hmm. forever and ever and ever. So that's where we're up to. And um, yeah, look, I just want to begin by just reflecting on on being at home. Um, <laughs> You know, it's um, I've had the opportunity of going overseas um, a number of times on various trips, you know, some study tours to the Middle East and to Europe, and I've even got some rallos in the United States, had the opportunity to go there. But my favourite continent, Charissa, is Africa. Is it really? I love Africa. I've been That's, there about six or there. seven times um, wow. to run programs. And, you know, it's wonderful. The people are just so receptive. You know, they don't have much as far as the things of this earth mm-hmm. is concerned, but they have hearts filled with Christ. You know, their spiritual richness is beyond what, you know, beyond what we have here, mm-hmm. you know, in our land of plenty. But anyway, you know, coming home, um, you know, a beautiful sight. I haven't seen this for a while. I'm not sure if I'll ever see it again. <laughs> is as you're exiting, um, the the customs area at Sydney Airport, you're exiting the customs area with your trolley, you're heading out, you know, you're heading out through, if you can picture it, you've got those doors that you go through and then, you know, around the corner and um, and 
your family's there waiting for you and your friends. For me, nobody's waiting. I have to get on a train to go back to Kurumbong. <laughs> Nobody ever waits for me at the airport. <laughs> anyway, there's a sign just before, just before you uh, are greeted by your family, those of you who are fortunate to have family members there waiting for you. <laughs> when I get home, my kids are like, are you home already, Dad? I'm like, I've been, I've been away for like two weeks. Are you home already? So soon. Anyway, I'm not sure what to make. To, I'm not sure what to make of that. But anyway, but there's that sign, you know, you know, g'day, welcome home. Mm. G'day, welcome home. And, um, and that's a beautiful sign when you, you know, you've been away and you come back home. And I know, especially now during COVID, you know, there's a lot of, there were over a million Australians overseas when COVID hit. And I remember the, I remember the prime minister saying, Still trying to get home. Yeah, the prime minister said last year at the beginning of COVID, hey, you need a hightailer back home, and so you know some chose to stay away, some wanted to return but they couldn't, and still are trying to return back to Australia, and um, you know a year and a half later. So anyway, that's what we're going to be looking at today in the story of Noah. We're going to be taking a look at, um, you know, the the end of the journey. For us. And so we're going to pray. I'm going to invite you to pray. Sure. And then we're going to dig into our Bible study. Our wonderful Father in heaven, Lord, as we study the Bible today, we just pray for your Holy Spirit to help us understand what it is you want us to learn. Bless all of our listeners too as they join us in this study. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, folk, if you're home, I want to encourage you to take out your Bibles. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be going to our uh, first scripture in Genesis 7 um, and verse 23. And, um, and this is what the Bible says regarding Noah. Do you want to read for us Genesis 7 and verse 23? Yes. The Bible says, if I can just get my Bible to open here. It says, Every living thing on the face of the earth was wiped out. People and animals and the creatures that move along the ground and the birds were wiped from the earth. Only Noah was left and those with him in the ark. Okay. Only Noah was left. So God preserved Noah and his family and all the animals. They made it safely to the other side. We discovered the very heart of the story of Noah. You know, it's in a chiastic form. You know, where the most important aspect is right in the middle of the story. It's like the bullseye. Yes. And let's remind ourselves of what the bullseye is in the story of Noah. And it's found in Genesis chapter 8 and verse 1. You want want to read that for us? Yes. Yeah. The Bible says, Then God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the animals that were with him in the ark. And God made a wind to pass over the earth and the waters subsided. Okay, now what I love about this, uh, Sharissa, is that you know God remembered Noah and his family. He delivered them safely through the storm to the other side. And Jesus said in Matthew twenty-four, you know, verse thirty-seven, you know, as it was in the days of Noah, so it also will be when I come. So if Noah was safely delivered mm-hmm. through the storm mm-hmm. to the other side, so too. Jesus is saying, my people who put their faith and trust in me at the end of time, when that final end time storm breaks out upon the earth, they too will be delivered. I don't know if you want to sort of reflect on that. 
Oh, for oh. me, that's very powerful. It is. It's wonderful to know that God doesn't ever forget us, isn't it? And you know how we know he won't ever forget us? How? Because he's, he's got our names engraved in the palms of his hands. That's what it, the Bible tells mm. us. And uh, because he died for us, the nails went through his hands. Amen. And, uh, he'll never forget us. He'll never forget. It's interesting because, you know, you have people who put tattoos on their bodies, and <laughs> often, you know, they'll, they'll they'll put the name of a loved one, maybe right. a parent or a grandparent, um, in order never to forget, you know, or, or some favorite or meaningful thing, you know, they engrave it mm-hmm. um, in order not to forget. And so, yeah, God will never forget us, mm-hmm. as you as you pointed out, Jesus will never forget us. So, so that's so that's a real a real blessing. And um, so we need to ask the question, Sharissa, is there really another storm coming? Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be before he returns. What do you think? Is Absolutely. there another storm coming? Yeah, I think so. As it was in the days of Noah, <laughs> so also will be in the days when the Son of Man's about to come. So, yeah. So this earth will face a storm. Absolutely. So do you think COVID is possibly part of I that storm? I think the winds are starting to pick up. Mm. The winds are starting to blow. Starting to blow. So we've had 18 months of, or just over 18 months, or around 18 months of this very um, unusual experience of how do we live our lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, just it's been one after the other. And this, this does tell us that something is on the way. It really does. Yeah. So um, it's interesting what Jesus had to say in Luke 21. Um, you know, that's, <laughs> excuse me, that's, that's where our passage from, for looking up comes from. But if you want to read Luke 21 verses 25 and 26 and how Jesus describes the time on earth immediately prior to his coming. Luke 21, 25 and 26. The Bible says that Jesus says, And there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them from fear with an expect- and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Wow. So what does that tell you? Well, it tells us that the predominant feeling in the people's hearts before Christ comes again is going to be that of fear. And um, distress and perplexity. Do we see that today? Sure, we sure do. I've, we feel it today. <laughs> we feel it. We see it. Um, it's all around us. It is all around us. And um, you know, you know, if you think of even if you just think of COVID, um, there's so much other stuff going on. You know, aside from COVID. But if we just take a look at COVID and how and and, and how it is such a complex issue. I mean, do you allow people out of their homes to live freely, to work freely? You know, what's going to happen to the hospital system? Mm. You know, that's already on the stretch. Okay, well, let's lock people up, you know, for weeks and weeks and months and months on end. Well, what's that going to do to people, Mm. especially those who are lonely, especially those who are experiencing mental health issues? What are you going to do with people who suffer domestic violence when they're in lockdown with that person who, who is frustrated and upset and even more angry than they would be, who is drinking potentially more, how are they going to cope? So can you see, can you see, and that word perplexity, it's an interesting word. If you look up the word perplexity mm-hmm. in the dictionary or the word perplexed, do you know what it literally means? No. It means to be confused, mm. to be bewildered, to have no clue as to what to do. 
you know, in other words, the the issues you are dealing with are beyond your capacity and capability to be able to solve. That's right. Is that where our government where is right now? right now? That is literally where we are right now. And so we need to be praying for our premier. We do. For our prime minister. We really need to pray for them. And um, I'd hate to be in their shoes right now. I don't know about you, Sharissa. Oh, I wouldn't want to be well, there. You, were you going to say absolutely? I was absolutely. going to say absolutely agree gonna, with you. I was going to tell Gladys, hey, look, if you want to step aside, <laughs> my co-host on Looking Up is happy to fill in for you. I wanted to mention something, though. <laughs> Go for it. This Saturday night yeah. from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. on Sunday morning, we're going to do it first. Yes. We're having an all-night Zoom call prayer meeting. Wow, from 8 p.m.? 8 p.m. Saturday night to 8 a.m. Sunday morning. 12 hours straight. 12 hours. Oh, be lots of different things. We'll have testimonies, breakout rooms and that kind of thing. But if any wow. of our listeners were interested, yeah. they could just call us here at the studio. I mean, text us, yeah. say I'm interested in joining the prayer meeting and I'll uh, make sure you get the, the, the details. Link. Yeah. Wow, that is exciting. It is. That is exciting. Yeah, we need to do a lot of... So, and people don't need to stay the whole They don't. They period. can come They and can go. come for an hour or two or however long they want. Just listen if you just want to listen. Wow. That's going to be powerful. So is this your church that's organizing it? It's a group of uh, people who have an online uh, – we, we pray every day on, online together. Mm-hmm. So they're from all over Australia and the Pacific, and we'll be, we'll be doing it together. Well, praise the Lord. Well, we just had a session of prayer as pastors mm-hmm. um, initiated by our conference secretary, Abel, Pastor mm-hmm. Abel. So that was very powerful. It Today. Was. We did. You were on there. I was on there. That, that was, was very powerful. Yeah. It was wonderful. Well, uh, looking forward to as we continue to dig into what we've already discovered is an extremely relevant subject. I think this next song is just going to sum it up beautifully, how we can trust God. In shady green pastures God leads his dear children along Where the water's cool flow base The weary ones feed God leads his dear children along Some Thank you. 
Song. I was singing along. Wow, you could almost go to sleep yes. <laughs> listening to a song. Shelly just finds the best songs on a Wednesday afternoon, so people, as they're feeling a little bit Hope tired, looking for a nana nap. For those of you who love a nana nap, Shell has just the right music for you each Wednesday afternoon. So I hope you're enjoying it. Don't worry, no. the next one's going to wake you up. It's going to wake you up, mate. Thanks, Shell. I love, I love the songs that Shell picks. She always picks just the the Me best too. songs. I absolutely. Now, should we give away our code word? Yeah, we can. Oh, you want to? Or you um, hold one more? Well, one more. One okay, more. we'll hold one, more, one more time. But just so you know, what's the price? It's a four-letter word. Okay. That has a lot to do with lockdown. That's the clue. A lot to do with lockdown. Do you know what it is, Shell? Oh, she thinks so. All right. So, All right. so the, the prize, it's going to go to the first and second. First and second. Yeah, first so and second So the pig in person. the middle doesn't miss out. Is this beautiful book by Doug Batchelor, Shadows of Light, Seeing Jesus in All the Bible. And it's a common misconception that many people have that Jesus is only in the New Testament. And yet, as you look at this Bible, you'll see that he appears many times, even mm. in the Old Testament. So this is a book you'll want to get your hands on. The number to call when we give the code word is 0491064669, just sharing so you can keep your pen Ready and ready to go. Fantastic, fantastic. You know what I thought you were going to say? No. Because I wasn't really concentrating. Okay. I was like, I thought you were going to say, you can keep your pants on. But you said, <laughs> keep your pen yes. handy. Yeah, well, I was thinking if you wanted to write the number down, yeah. people, if they haven't got it. it. They you, should just save the number, 0491 Yeah, you should, you should. Yeah. Did you ever use that saying? It must be an old saying, like, keep your pants on. Shell, did you ever... Yeah. I, I didn't use You didn't. Okay, like so that's obviously something that old people used and um, still remember. So, <laughs> sorry, I'm not, no, I wasn't talking about you, Shell. Well, Pastor Danny just got a good look from the producer right now. I think I've been muted for the rest of the program. Were you just cancelled? <laughs> I think I was just deplatformed in a major way. I'm the first Faith FM 
post to be deplatformed. Oh, sign of the time. Sign of the time. Put it on the cover of Time magazine. Oh, boy, yes. Speaking of which, you brought in. Speaking of which, I brought in another Time magazine. Um, You know, we're, we're talking about, we're talking about, you know, this world being in a real state just before Jesus comes. And, um, you know, Matthew 24, Jesus gave a number of signs in Luke 13 and, sorry, Luke 13, Mark 13 and Luke 21, Jesus, um, well, Mark and Luke also share, you know, the the message on the second coming that Jesus gives. So we've got the three, Matthew, Mark and Luke, and they add some details that Matthew omits. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that um, Mark says, that there would be troubles. He quotes yes. Jesus saying, troubles. Do you, want, do you want to tell us, according to Strong's Concordance, what that word troubles means? Yes, I would love to. Actually, you, you won't Maybe be able I won't to. Maybe I won't be able to. No, you won't be able to because I didn't actually give <laughs> you that information. Say, I don't see <laughs> no, anything that I can yeah. share here. <laughs> this Go is ahead. what happens when you get old. You forget what you give and what you don't give. But anyway, the word troubles, it means disturbance, commotion, <laughs> or tumult, which is turmoil. So in society. Mm-hmm. So do we have disturbances and turmoil in society? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Luke 21.9 uses the word commotions. Okay. And I looked up that word. According to Strong's Dictionary, Strong's Concordance, it means instability, a state of disorder, disturbance, confusion. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is like a carbon copy of what we are seeing today. It also... Um, uh, you have in um, in Luke, he also uses the word terrified. Mm-hmm. Luke 21 verse 9 uses the word terrified. It says, but when you hear of wars and commotions, which we looked at, do not be terrified for these things must come to pass. That word only appears twice mm. in the New Testament, that word terrified. And, um, and the next time it appears or the only other time it appears when the two demoniacs come. And they scare, you know, the living daylights out of the disciples, but not Jesus. Mm. And Jesus heals them and um, and sets them free from the enemy's, you know, oppression and sets them, you know, free to go and to share what good things the Lord has done for them. Also, the Apostle Paul, he talked about our day in Second Timothy chapter 3, 1. He wrote, but know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. Mm-hmm. Perilous. I looked up that word perilous. And according to Strong's Concordance, it means times of stress, dangerous, difficult, troublesome, hard to bear, harsh, savage, and fierce. Does that sound like today? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It certainly does. So, you know, when we take a look at what Jesus said and, um, you know, those labor pains which are intensifying, we can clearly see that our world is on the brink. It really is. It's on the brink. Yeah, I, I was actually avoiding the news today until we got on this program. <laughs> I didn't want to look at it, and then I thought, oh, I better look for the program. And, yeah. and it's amazing. As I said to my husband as we were walking into the um, studio, because he was here to do something else, um, just every day when you think you've seen the worst of it, there's a new headline that just mm. takes it that much further. And you just think, how much worse can it get in this yeah. world? And yeah. You know what, there was an interesting Time magazine that came out um, last year toward the beginning of the pandemic, maybe you know, a month into the pandemic, you know, when the world was in lockdown. And mm. and it was interesting. Um, I think it was entitled When the World Stops or something like that. But there was a, there was a, a sentence by the author, a young author, and she basically said, um, you know, 
we are living in a time when you know one day's worth of news feels like well worth of bad news feels like a month. Yeah. You know, a month yesterday. A yesterday would have been a month's worth of bad news. Today, it's all happening one day. Mm. And that happens again the next day yeah. and the next day it's and the, the next day. It's the birth pains, isn't it? It is the birth pains. They pain. come in more and more close, closely and, and in stronger intensity. Frequency and intensity is increasing. Yeah, that's right. Until the deliverance. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's a happy event coming. It is very, very <laughs> it's happy. It's going to get pretty uh, rough. I was doing lucky. a Bible study. I've got a young couple that I'm doing a Bible study with, Kevin and Emma. I'm not sure if they are listening, if you are Big hello to you guys. Um, and last night we were doing the Bible study via Zoom, of mm-hmm. course. Um, and she was showing me 3D video of the baby. Wow. Like she had it on her phone. You know, she just had a scan. I think she's about 20 weeks or somewhere there. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was showing me this baby and it was like, wow. And she was so excited. Mm-hmm. Now she knows what's waiting for her. Mm-hmm. She knows that, you know, we all know that, you know, the labor pains are going to be pretty rough unless you have a Caesar. Um, I'm not sure how bad that is, I guess, later on down the track. I better quit because I'm a guy <laughs> and I'm talking about something that I've got no idea about. So I'm just going to quit right now, folk. Um, I'll spare you, spare myself. <laughs> and um, But, you know, we, we definitely know, and I can say this, that, you know, after the pain – comes the joy. Yes. Yeah. And Jesus talked about that. He did. You know, he he talked about that. He talked about that in Matthew 24 verse 8. If you want to read that. Yes. He said all these are the beginning of sorrows or the beginning of birth pains. Exactly. And then what's going to follow? How does how does Luke 21 um you know, 27 and 28 end. Here we are. These are some of my favorite words. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Wow, how exciting is that? That's what we live for. That's what we live for, looking up. Mm. That's why the program is called Looking Up. Mm. And... um you know, I, I believe that if ever there was a time when we need to be looking up, it's now. There's a, there's a fascinating statement that Ellen White writes in a book called Great Controversy, which everyone ought to read. Would you give your recommendation? I would 100% second you on that. Yeah. I mean, is this a book for like our time or Absolutely. is this a book for our time? It's a book for our time, I think. Absolutely. And um, so I'm trying to give this book away left, right and centre. Like the leaves of autumn. Like the leaves of autumn. <laughs> this book, every single person on planet Earth needs to read it. It's anyway, so relevant. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, there's a statement that Ellen White um, writes when it comes to what's coming in the future. It's just such a powerful statement. Page 633. Do you want to read that for us, Sharissa? She wrote, The time of trouble is a fearful ordeal for God's people, but it is the time for every true believer to look up. Oh, oh. I love it. That's why I loved it. <laughs> and by faith, he may see the bow of promise encircling him. How cool is that? Thank you got to read you. that again. You have to read that All again. Right, Folk, anyway. tune in. Page 633, The Great Controversy. Even if you read the book, purchase the book just for this one statement. <laughs> Amen. The time of trouble is a fearful ordeal for God's people, but it is the time for every true believer to look up and by faith he may see the bow of promise encircling him. Wow. We've talked about that rainbow. What, what, what does that rainbow signify? God's promise, his covenant. Yeah. He will never flood the earth, earth again. 
He's still in control. He's in control. I like it. Mm. I like it. Would, would you also say, Sharissa, that um, God's rainbow um, is that promise that I'm going to be with you? You know, it's never going to flood again, which is why the rainbow was given. It's never going to flood again. And doesn't the Bible somewhere say, God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you? He says it over and over again. Yeah. That was the final words of Jesus in Matthew 20, 28, verse right. 20. Yep. You know, I will be with you always to the end of time. So as trouble in the world increases, so does our trust in God. So I hope and pray that you you take note of what I've just said, my dear friends. As trouble in the world world increases, our trust in God e- increases in like measure Amen. and even more so. Amen. Amen. We hold on even more and more. Now, the Bible tells us in um, Daniel chapter 12, verse 1, regarding this time of trouble. And once again, listen out for the good news in the passage. Go for it, Sharissa. (laughs) At that time, Michael shall stand up, the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people, and there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation even to that time. And at that time, your people shall be delivered, everyone who is found written in the book. Wow. So what does that say to you? Well, there's deliverance coming. (laughs) And what do we need to do? What needs to be our focus? Our name needs to be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. The Lamb's Book of Life. The Lamb's Book of Life. And if your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, you've got nothing to be afraid of. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of fear today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been sharing with my church members over and over and over again. There is no need to be afraid. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's going to be a difficult time. It's going to be a challenging time. We just read that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and the scriptures tell us very clearly. But we ought not to be afraid. Jesus over and over again said, do not be afraid. Do not be anxious. You know, why are you troubled? Mm-hmm. You know, one of my favorite scriptures is First John 4.18, where John writes, you know, there is no fear in love. Yes. But perfect love casts Cast out fear. all fear. Yes. And who is love? God. God. Is love. So if you're in Christ... If your life is hidden with Christ so true. in God, you have nothing to be afraid of. Yeah, you know, the imagery that comes to mind as you mm. were talking is every. we know there's a storm coming, but storms have a, the eye of the storm is a place of peace. Like the mm. storm can be raging all around you and in the middle of it, there can be this place mm. of peace and calm. I like that, yes. It's kind of like there's a storm coming, but if we're in Christ... We're in the we're in the safe place. Yeah. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. We'll be safe in Him. Amen. I guess it's like if you have ever been stuck in a storm. You know, it's one thing to be stuck in a lightning storm outside, <laughs> and it's another thing to be stuck inside. Yeah, that's inside a good your point. home. That's a great point. Or on a plane. Let's let's oh, let's let's look at a plane. Tell you know, me about it. Some of my most spiritual experiences <laughs> have been in planes. Some of your most earnest times of prayer, right? Eh? Yes. You've been in a plane. You know, I've been on a plane where you know we're going through a storm. It's really rough and tough. And guess what? What you are praying for the pilots, and you're having to put your faith and trust in the pilots. Yeah. And as we go through this storm, if I could use the analogy, we need to trust in our pilot, and his yes. name is Jesus Christ, and he is. Certainly going to take us through to the other side. Praise God for that. The only pilot we can really fully trust and count on. Well, we're going to go to this song, Johnny Cash, Troublesome Waters, and we'll be back with so much more. Enjoy. Troublesome waters, my 
much blacker than night are hiding from view the harbor's bright lights tossed in the turmoil of life's stormy sea I cried to my savior have mercy on me then gently I'm feeling the touch of his hand guiding my boat and safely to land leading the way to heaven's bright shore troublesome waters I'm fearing no more Troublesome waters around me do roll They're rocking my boat and wrecking my soul Loved ones are drifting and living in sin The treacherous whirlpools are pulling them in Then gently I'm feeling the touch of his hand guiding my boat in safely to land leading the way to heaven's bright shore troublesome water I'm fearing no more When troublesome waters Are rolling so high I'll lift up my voice And to heaven I'll cry My Lord, I am trusting Give guidance to me And steady my boat On life's troubled sea Then gently I'm feeling The touch of his hand Guiding my boat In safely to land Leading the way to heaven's bright shore Troublesome waters, I'm fearing no more Troublesome waters, I'm fearing no more Johnny Cash, that takes you back, doesn't it? You're listening to Looking Up, and we continue in this beautiful study reminding us the Lord is coming. Jesus is coming again, and his coming is soon. Amen. Where should we go? Well, 
We want to take a look at how close we are to the coming of Jesus. Um, yes. You know, how, how close are we to this storm and and getting through the storm? And so we're going to just take a look at a couple of scriptures, uh, a few things. There's, there's a lot to share in this space, but we're just going to look at just a, a few brief um, scriptures looking at what Jesus had to say regarding his coming, how close we are to that final end time storm and deliverance, mm. you know, home at last. And I guess... Um, the first thing we want to take a look at is can we, you know, can we know when Jesus will come? Can we know the exact time? What did Jesus have anything to say about that? He did. All right, tell us. All right. Well, Jesus talked about in Matthew 24, verse 36, he said, But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. All right, so what does that tell us? Well, we can't know the day or the hour. And, you know, I had uh, this question came up on oh. the End of Time series. Oh, okay. And I had tell a little us. smile when, uh, when you said that. Can we know the day? <laughs> Can we know? Because someone said to me, they said, well, we can't know the day or the hour. But it doesn't say that we can't know the month or the year. Absolutely. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> but uh, I think the idea that Jesus is conveying is we just don't know. Now, well, Jesus balances up. Yes. Though that statement with another statement, um, several verses earlier in verses 32 and 33, and he gives an true, analogy. Do you true. want to share that? Yeah. Uh, so in verse 32, he said, Now learn this parable from the fig tree when its branches already put become tender and puts forth leaves. You know that summer is near. So you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near at the doors. It doesn't say know that you are in the month or the year, but it says no, it's near. Exactly. And it's interesting that verse 32, when you read Matthew 24, uh, verse 32 and 33 are immediately after Jesus has given um, that lengthy passage leading all the way through to the second coming of Jesus. Because if you read verse 31, Matthew 24, verse 31, notice what event Jesus here is speaking of. Yes, it talks about that he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet and they will gather together his elect from the four winds, so from all the earth, from the end of heaven, one end of heaven to the other. Okay, so Jesus here has completed, you know, the bulk of the signs of the times from verse 4 in Matthew 24 all the way to verse 31, mm -hmm. which is his second coming. And so what he's saying is when you see all these things come to pass, all these things that I've talked about, Mm -hmm. When you see the birth pains increasing, you know, wars and rumors of wars and deception and, um, you know, commotions and turmoil and earthquakes and pandemics mm -hmm. and famines and the list goes on and on. When you see these things intensifying mm -hmm. in frequency as well as, you know, in um, intensity, then you know my coming is near even at the doors. Amen. So the balance is really important that Jesus uses. Yes, you know? absolutely. Uh, so um, so I think that's a really important note because I've been asked that question as well regarding you know the timing of Jesus coming. But it's interesting in Matthew 25, Jesus tells a parable there of ten virgins, and um, it's a great parable. In fact, I think one day, Sharissa, I think we should deal with those four parables. Yeah, you know? maybe we could. Yeah, those four parables are next? very powerful. Um, well, no, you had something very special. You sure you want me to stick with that? Uh, or we could do this if you think We'll it's... think and pray about it. All right, my we'll... surprise, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, it's a surprise. Where we're going next week is a surprise. Speaking of which, we forgot to give them the code word. <gasps> the code word, here we go, here we go. I'm going to find out. Shelly said, oh, have mercy, have mercy. The hot. 
Oh, she was muted. <laughs> he used the wrong name. I used for Shell. the wrong name for Shell. I haven't done that this for is, like a year. You've been cancelled twice in one program. Has anyone been cancelled <laughs> twice in one program? I think I hold the record. Let's try not get to three because what is it? Three strikes? You're out. <laughs> Yikes. So I'm going to keep away from making any references to Shell to ensure that I don't get strike three and out. But Shell, you nodded earlier. You thought you knew what the code word was based on my big clue of lockdown. It's got something to do with lockdown. Tell us, what do you think? Four-letter word. Is it just lock? Lock? No. I got to go. Okay, okay what's it? Or boat. No. no. <laughs> I like that boat. We're all no. in the same boat right now. That's true. We're on um, the same page. I was That's four letters. No, it's not page. Home. Home, yes. Home, home at last is our subject and home sweet okay. home. home right. So sweet that's home. the code word, everybody. Home. The prize for the first and second person who contacts us here in the studio on 0491064669 with the word home. You will receive your free copy of today's prize, Shadows of Light, Seeing Jesus in All the Bible by Doug Batchelor. Yeah, so do that. Send a message or make the phone call and make sure you speak to Shell. <laughs> S H E double L. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Home. Oh, I can't believe home, it. I home, can't believe home. it. I was silly enough to try and spell her name, and I think I luckily just got it. It's been because an interesting because she didn't cancel day. me for the third time. <laughs> <laughs> I've been deplatformed and cancelled twice already. I thought that was strike three coming up. All right, back to the Bible study. It's interesting that Jesus in that parable um, of the ten virgins, yeah. which we will definitely be looking at at some time. So stay tuned for that. Jesus spoke of his coming mm -hmm. in Matthew 25 and verse 6. And notice what Jesus had to say. When does the bridegroom come? Behold, at midnight a cry was heard. Oh, did I give it a wrong way? Or you gave the right way. Okay, yeah, Matthew 25 verse 6. Yep, that's the one. Behold, I the great bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. So at what time does the bridegroom come? Midnight. Now, midnight. Does that mean like 12 o'clock, midnight? The darkest part of the night. The darkest part of human history. Mm. When it's darkest on planet Earth, Jesus comes to rescue Amen. his people Amen. at the end of those birth pains because the, those final climactic birth pains are the worst, are the worst. Yeah. So um, it's interesting that analogy or that met metaphor um, of of midnight, guess who has taken that on board? The scientists of mm, this world. Yes, you were telling the us. The doomsday clock. That's right. Our He's friends at the Atomic um, Science, um, can't remember what the rest of what they are called is. Atomic Science Place. Yeah, the Atomic Science Place. Um, Albert Einstein was one of, the, one of the initiators in 1947. So since 1947, there's been a doomsday mm -hmm. clock, and you can Google that, just Google doomsday clock, and you will see how from 1947 the clock has been either closer to midnight or further away, depending on what's been going on in the world. So every year in January, mm -hmm. these scientists and, like, there's 13 Nobel laureates mm -hmm. amongst them. I mean, I can't even spell the word 
let alone be a Nobel laureate scientist. Um, you know, your gift and skill is in mathematics, as we've discovered today. Um, so you might get a Nobel Prize in mathematics, Sharissa. Then we'll know one. it's really the end of the world. <laughs> then we'll know it's the end of the world. We'll know it's fake news for sure. Um, but it's interesting that the clock's been going up and down, but from 1991 onwards, it's been going only in one direction. And now, according to this year's update, mm-hmm. 2021 in January, read out the title for this year's Doomsday Clock update. This is your COVID wake-up call. It's 100 seconds to midnight. Far out. We're not even wow. minutes to midnight. We are now seconds to midnight. So, my dear friends, these are not Bible-believing people necessarily. They're looking at what's going on in the world. They're looking at COVID. They're looking at climate change. They're looking at, you know, the, the nuclear tension. They're looking at a host of different areas. They're, they're looking at our world. Yes. And they're saying it's nearly midnight. And I don't need to, to you know, give you a guess of what midnight signals as far as these scientists are concerned. Mm -hmm. So Jesus says, I'm coming at midnight. The scientists are telling us it's nearly midnight. They're telling us to wake up. Mm. Wake up and smell the roses. It's your COVID wake-up call. Have mercy. What more do we need? The rocks are crying out. And even if there's no roses to smell, wake up anyway. (laughs) Wake up wherever. (laughs) And so seriously, we need to be awake. And I really do believe that. You know, COVID has has really um, unpacked for us in a very, very sober way, you know, revealed to us the fault lines that have already existed beneath the surface mm-hmm. of our world, you know, which has been steadily deteriorating like an old garment, Can the I, Bible says. Go for it. Absolutely. And you know what's interesting about these sorts of times in history is when the world's in situations like this, uh, states like this, where it's very fragile, things are looking really bleak, those are the times where the ingredients for revival are most prevalent. Like people are more open to recognize their need of help. Do you have any experiences that you could share on that? I'm thinking about the revivals that have taken place throughout history, like Mm. after the war, world wars, uh, things like that. There have been just massive great awakenings and um, the revivals that took place in the 1800s and things like this in times of great upheaval and and social distress in the world those were the times that provided the so 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 the ingredients for a revival are often found in times of turmoil mm-hmm. and trouble mm-hmm. and stress mm-hmm. and it's interesting even in bible times yes you look at you just go through the book of judges just read through the book of judges you know when everything's hunky dory you know they turn their back on god <laughs> Excuse yes. me. But when, you know, when when things get really bad, what do the children of Israel do? The Bible says over and over again, they cried out unto the Lord. They cried out unto the Lord and God raises up a deliverer, a yes. judge. Yes. Um, and so God utilizes, he utilizes um, tragedies in our lives personally and in the world in order to wake us up. So this headline from the doomsday clock, people This is your COVID wake-up call is just so on the money, Mm -hmm. according to Scripture. And it's interesting that of all the natural disasters that Jesus spoke of in Matthew 24 and Luke 21, there's there's really only one. I mean, he didn't talk about he didn't talk about floods, didn't talk about fires, didn't talk about hurricanes, he didn't talk about tornadoes. Right? He spoke of earthquakes. Mm 
<laughs> That's the only natural disaster that he that he specifically mentions. Yeah, there's interesting. There I is hadn't thought about at that. the end of Luke, you know, Luke twenty one, right yeah. before he's coming talks well, about actually, the, the seas and the waves roaring. But that is from an earthquake. That's right. That's and a that tsunami. Article just said they warned of a, a tidal wave. Exactly. Yeah. Mexico, we know. Mexico, we yeah. know how tsunamis are caused. They, they're caused by earthquakes. And it's interesting, Sharissa, that of all the natural disasters that hit our planet, there's only one where you have no prior warning. <laughs> that's true. Only one, and that's an earthquake. Mm. An earthquake. And you think about earthquakes in the Bible. There was an earthquake when Jesus died on the cross, and the centurion cried out, He was the Son of God. This must have been the Son of God. There was an earthquake when Paul and Silas were in prison. Yes. And what did the jailer cry out? What must I do to be saved? Salvation follows earthquakes. Hmm. All right. Yeah, that's, um, isn't that, yeah, isn't that interesting what Jesus used that as well? You don't know when the earthquake's going to strike. You have to always be ready. And people that live in um, earthquake zones, and I lived in New Zealand. For six years, you know, it's right there on the fault line. Very often, especially in Palmerston North, um, you know, we'd yeah, we'd feel we'd feel tremors. At first, it was kind of like pretty scary, but then you get used to it. Even in the middle of the night, I remember the first tremor that hit. It was pretty decent, you know, everything's shaking. And my wife, you know, we were newly sort of we'd only been married a few years, and she comes racing out of the kitchen, and I'm in the lounge room, and she comes straight to me and puts her arms around me. She was scared, and I'm like, Lord, bring on the earthquakes. Bring on the earthquakes. Because you get a big hug from your wife. So um, anyway. But, um, yeah, look, they just come unexpectedly. Absolutely unexpectedly. So I don't know if you want to share any more on that. Um, I think you've shared it all there. I have, I have shared it all. We've got a little bit of time left before we, we before we continue on. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, yeah, just take a look at what Jesus had to say about the time that we would be living in just before He comes in First Thessalonians chapter five and verse three. If you want to read that verse, it's in the context of the second coming. It's just a, it's just a little way down there. First mm-hmm. Thessalonians five three. Notice what the apostle Paul writes. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. So let me ask you, Sharissa, are we living in a time when people are crying out for peace and safety? We are. Labor pains. Mm-hmm. That reminds us of what Jesus said in Matthew twenty four. So we are living right there. At a time when Jesus is about to return. Amen. The Prince of Peace. Yes, well, folks, I hope you're enjoying this study. I think we've got one more segment after this song and after the news break, and we will be back as we wrap up this this study on the days of Noah. Listen now as the Downing family sing, Float This Boat. Wonder what the neighbor said when Noah built the boat. Did it grieve him to know that he would follow God alone? His family gathered in the ark, Yahweh shut the door. Though no others went with them, they would trust God more. 
Was it lonely as they traveled on the waters of the deep with just a bunch of animals and one small family? I wonder if old Noah said, I know where all that's left, but we'll never stop believing God, doing what he said. We're gonna float this boat, we're gonna run this race, no matter if they laugh at us, no matter what they say, we're gonna go with God, we're gonna sing his song, as for me and my family. In the last days, the love of many others will grow cold As in the time of Noah, the Son of Man shall come When darkness gathers at the door, God's Spirit will abide Miracles will follow, trust the Lord to guide We're gonna float this boat to Faith FM, positively different radio. I'm Robbie Bergen, and I'm inviting you to tune in to my brand new show right here on Faith FM, The Faith Experiment. Join me as I share with you my personal experiment with faith and how September 11, 2001 helped shape my worldview. I've got great giveaways, so join me on Mondays right after the breakfast show right here on Faith FM. 
Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. Welcome back to Looking Up, this is our home stretch. We are in the home stretch. We had, we did have someone claim the prize in the last uh, round, so we've got one left. One left, and so if you think you know what the code word is, well, we've said well, we've it. We've already said it. We've so said it. Guess. Home. Home. You should know what the home code word is. Home sweet home. Yes. Uh, call or text us zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. If you're the first person to do that now, uh, since we've already given away the first one, there's one left. The shadows of light. Seeing Jesus in all the Bible, a book by Doug Batchelor. It is yours as a special prize. Amen. 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 Well, you're right, Sharissa, the time has flown by again this week. Every week it just flies by. Last week just flew by even more. Do you remember last week? It was like a blur. It was like a blur. We were like just just flying along. It was amazing. Blink and you miss it. Absolutely. It was a bit like that. Now, we've been looking at um, what Jesus had to say about his coming, you know, and um, we, we, we know we're right there. Now, Jesus over and over again used a word to describe those who would be looking up and the way they would, you know, be living their lives. And that word is watch. And it's interesting, the Apostle Paul picks up on that in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 6. Do you want to read that for us, please? Therefore let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. Yeah. That's the theme of our, week, our night of prayer. Watch is and it? pray. Watch is and it? pray. Yeah. Well, that's what Jesus told his disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane. That's right. So the closer we come to the coming of Jesus, the more time we ought to be spending in prayer. Amen. Do you want to give another plug for your all-night of prayer? Yeah, if anybody's interested in joining an all-night prayer meeting where you can just come and pray and bring all your requests to the Lord or just listen to people pray, uh, please call or text us and just say, uh, I want to know more about the prayer meeting and we'll get you the, the details so mm. you can join us. That's that's fantastic. It's interesting. I looked up that word watch um, to see how many times it appears in the New Testament. It appears a number of times. I can't remember now offhand. But the very last time it appears in the New Testament is in the book of Revelation, and the words are coming out of the mouth of Jesus. Mm. And read for us, please, in Revelation sixteen fifteen what Jesus has to say in connection with watching. He says, Behold... I am coming as a thief. Blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. Wow. So he uses the analogy here or the metaphor of a thief. Again, you know, he spoke of that in Matthew 24, you know, verses 42 to 44. You know, his coming will be like a thief. Does that mean, what does that mean? What does that mean? When, what does Jesus mean when he says, I'm coming as a thief? Because there are many Christians today who believe that Jesus is going to come secretly. Well, we know for a fact he's not coming secretly because the Bible talks about, you know, there'll be a, the, the trumpet sound, the voice of the archangel, the dead are going to wake up. It's like one of the loudest, brightest, uh, most visible things in all of history. So it's going to make the New Year's Eve fireworks look, 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 primitive. look like a kindergarten picnic. <laughs> That's right. But um, when, Primitive, I like that, primitive yeah, indeed. When, uh, when we think about coming as a thief, no thief announces, I'm mm. here. <laughs> they just mm-hmm. take you by surprise. Well, they're the ones that end up in jail that's like right. immediately. They're the, right. they're the dodgy thieves. Yeah, that's right. So, so, so it's not speaking of the manner of his coming. 
Am I getting that confused? But it's like, like when he comes, we'll know he's come. Okay, so the coming of Jesus is not a secret, but it's a surprise. That's 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 right. Not a secret, but well a surprise. Yes. So, um, folk. But there are signs when you know when the surprise yeah, is near. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly, and um, and that's and that's part of that labor pains analogy mm-hmm. that Jesus and the Apostle Paul both used together. Now it's interesting that Jesus used the the labor pains analogy. To speak of, you know, joy being sorry, sorrow being turned into joy, and um, in John sixteen, verses uh, twenty and uh, to twenty two, John sixteen twenty to twenty two, <coughs> they're in connection with um, his own experience. This is on the eve of his crucifixion, John mm-hmm. sixteen, and he tells his disciples, "This is how you're going to feel with what's about to happen in the coming hours," but. Something's going to happen on the third day, and ultimately I'll be back. And do you want to read that passage? It's really powerful. John sure. sixteen twenty to 22. Most assuredly I say to you that you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice, and you will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will be turned into joy. A woman, when she is in labor, has sorrow because her hour has come. But as soon as she has given birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. Therefore you now have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice, and your joy no one will take from you. Wow, so are those words applicable? to us as we wait for the coming of Jesus. Thankfully they are. Praise the Lord. So so we can take those words, Sharissa, and, and, uh, and know that, yes, a tough time mm-hmm. is on the horizon, but we don't need to be afraid. We don't need to be sorrowful um, because that means the deliverance is just around the corner. Amen. You know, and I guess it's just like um, those exams. Yes. You know, you know what it was like, you know, going through uni. I remember, you know, your first year, second year, third year. By the time you get through to the end of the third year, you're like, oh, you know, I'm over this. I really want to graduate and get into the work that, you know, I'm looking forward to doing. The fourth year, you know, kicks in. You get through that first semester. And I remember that second semester of fourth year was really tough. Mm. The reason being because I could see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I was like, and we had obviously, you know, the, the most difficult, you know, assignments and essays and, and exams coming up. But I was looking forward to the exams, which is the roughest part of the journey. I was looking forward to those exams in the last semester, that eighth semester, because after that last exam, it was all over. That's right. And graduation follows the assignments and all the exams over three or four years or however, however long your, your tertiary journey is. Mm-hmm. And the graduation is what for the Christian? The coming of Jesus. The coming of Jesus, mm-hmm. indeed. The coming. Of, now Jesus spoke of his coming. There would be two groups. Um, Matthew twenty-four, verse thirty and thirty-one. If you want to read these two groups at the end of time. Matthew twenty-four, thirty and thirty-one. The Bible says, "Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other." Wow! So two groups. What are they? Those who mourn. And those who are referred to as the elect. Mm-hmm. Now, sadly, those who mourn when Jesus is coming, are they part of the saved? Or no. Sadly, part of the lost. Mm. So there's going to be two groups, two camps. The elect 
are those that are the saved. Yes. And it's interesting, it's interesting that the elect appear three times in Matthew 24. Mm-hmm. Um, in connection with their faithfulness to Jesus. Do you know the last time that word appears? I looked it up. The last time it appears is in Revelation. Mm. Revelation chapter 17, and it speaks of uh, the elect there. It uses a different word, but it's exactly the same Hebrew, I mean, this the same word in Greek, um, 12 to 14. And, you know, verses 12 and 13 is speaking of the end of time. You know, there are. Uh, ten kings that unite together under the uh, uh, leadership of this beast power. So it's basically the world together. It's basically a new world order. Mm-hmm. A new world order is being described in Revelation 17 verses 12 and 13. And they make war against God and his people and his saints. If you want to read verse 14, if you have it there, of Revelation 17. These will make war with the Lamb, and the Lamb will overcome them, for he is Lord of lords and King of kings, and those who are with him are called, chosen, and faithful. That word chosen is the word elect. Mm. It's exactly the same Greek word. So at the end of time, those who are with the Lamb win. (laughs) They are victorious. And they, those who are not with the lamb mourn. They mourn exactly right. They're the ones who mourn. And um, you know some of the some of the saddest words are found in Revelation chapter sixteen and verse sixteen. Um, do you want to read those words from from Revelation six verse sixteen and um, and seventeen? And you have you know you you have here the words of those who are sadly. Lost those who mourn. Yes, they say to the rocks and mount to the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb, for the great day of his wrath has come, and who is able to stand? Wow. This is one of the great ironies of the book of Revelation for me when I read it. They're afraid of the wrath of a lamb. <laughs> like the a lamb. No one's afraid of a lamb. Like a kitten. Yeah. Imagine being afraid of the kitten. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and why are they afraid? Why are they asking for the rocks to fall on them, for the mountains to hide them? This is their, this is our Savior, Jesus Christ. Could it be that they never gave their shame, never gave their guilt, their sin, their shame to the Savior so that his, his blood could atone for them? And so they're carrying all of that still, and when they see him come, they feel the mm. weight of their sin upon them, and they their want to guilt. hide, just their like guilt. Adam and Eve. Ah, very good point. Very good point. And it's interesting. We read earlier where Jesus said, you know, in John, sorry, in Revelation sixteen fifteen, you know, watch, you know, um, from coming as a thief. So you know, blessed is he who keeps his garments. Yes, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. Which is the Garden of Eden story, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, and we're invited to put on the garments. Mm -hmm. You know, that's Revelation chapter three and the message to Laodicea. Mm You know, you think you're rich and increased, but have you know, but you're wretched, miserable, poor, blind, naked. And he says, you know, put on the garments that your nakedness may be, may not be seen. Sorry. It's very powerful. But but there will be another group, the elect. What are the elect going to cry out? And that's found in Isaiah 25 verse nine. This is one of my favorite oh, scriptures. Yes, me too. Isaiah 25 verse nine. Do you want to read that? Yes, it says, and in it, in and it will be said in that day, behold. This is our God. We have waited for him and he will save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. We will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Amen and amen. Wow. 
two groups, two very different responses. Yes. You know, one group is standing. They ask the question, Mm -hmm. those who mourn and ask for the rocks and the mountains to fall on them. Who is able to stand? There's a group that have put their faith and trust in Jesus. They have surrendered their lives to Jesus in the Lamb, and they cry out, here he is. He has come to save us. Amen. That's powerful. And um, so our dear friends, um, we want to encourage you to put your faith and trust, trust in Jesus. If ever there was a time for us to put our faith and trust in Jesus, it's now. Yes. And, um, and if we stand for Jesus today, one day he will stand for us. And, that, and on that day, we will also be able to stand. Amen. And um, so, so what's this new heaven and new earth going to look like that God's going to create for his people? Um, do you want to read for us um, yeah, Revelation 21, verses 1 to 5? I just love this passage as we seek to sort of you know, land. Land the plane? Land the plane. <laughs> Matthew, sorry, not Matthew. Revelation 21, verses 1 to 5. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Mm. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Wow. What a description of what the new heavens and the new earth are going to be like. No more pain, no more suffering, no more sorrow. You know, eternally living in a land of peace, happiness, and joy. Amen. Does that sound appealing to you, Sharissa? Sounds like home to me. <laughs> that sounds like home, doesn't it? Home, sweet home. It does. Oh, what a what a wonderful future we have to look Amen. forward to, to look up to um, as we look Amen. to Jesus in this world today. You know, I think this next song is a beautiful way to, to reflect on this. I stand in awe. And uh, I've actually been listening to this song over the weekend, this very song. It's been a beautiful song to reflect on. Enjoy. Stay 
Just mm, one of the most amen. Beautiful, beautiful songs. Song. Yeah, it's been on repeat my over the weekend for me. Beautiful song. Well, as we uh, finish up this program on looking up, we just want to invite you, Pastor Danny. What would the final thoughts be that we okay. should be reflecting the, the, on? The closing words in this series on Noah today it ends. Um, just want to encourage people to do what Noah invited the people to do in his day. He invited them to come into the ark and find refuge. And today that ark is Jesus Christ. There's a storm coming and the only safety and refuge is in Jesus Christ to be hidden under the shadow of the Almighty, as the Scripture said. And um, I just want to share a brief story, really brief, um, of a lady I had the privilege of meeting. Her name is Jane. She was brought up in a Christian home, but during her teenage years and beyond, she just you know, left the Lord completely. Um, fast forward to 
the age of 50, she contracts cancer or just before 50. And during that time, she cried out to the Lord. She cried out to the Lord and a friend of hers um, studied the Bible with her. And I also did a little bit and I had the privilege with her friend um, to baptize her Mm. in her mother's pool, (laughs) in her mother's pool. She was adopted um, and her mother, a Christian, faithful Christian lady, had been praying for her daughter for like three decades. So don't stop praying mums and dads for your children. And at her baptism, she shared her testimony. And here's a, a snippet from her testimony. This is how she finished off her testimony. She read it very powerful. The, the title was Hope, Peace and Prayer, A Story of Redemption. And these are Jane's words. If you haven't invited Jesus into your life, into your own life yet, I can highly recommend the experience. And then she has a smiley. It is my belief that our time here on earth is very short indeed and that Jesus will soon return, just as he has promised to claim his believers and destroy Satan and sin forevermore. How I long to see that day. I pray that we will all be ready to go home with him. And, um, yeah, and that's how, that's how Jane concluded her testimony. And I just want to encourage you, wherever you are, give your heart to Jesus. Jane gave her heart to Jesus later that year. I baptized her in about February of that year. Later that year, I conducted her funeral. Um, she passed away from her from her breast cancer, which was very sad. But she had joy in her heart. And if you could see the picture, you can see it, Sharissa. <laughs> she has the biggest smile that you can imagine um, as she's being baptized. And Jesus says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. And that's Revelation chapter 3 and verse 20. So today, give your heart and life to Jesus. Open the door as he is knocking. Yes, don't delay. It's don't the delay. best thing that you could do, best decision mm, you will ever amen, make amen. to open your life to the Savior. Yeah, so that's about all I want to share with our listeners. You may want to have a few, few yeah, closing I, words. I, I think that's a really really perfect place for us to land this plane and for all of our listeners just couldn't i just want to second everything that was just said the testimony of jane um, we want to invite you to experience the mm. joy that comes from looking Amen. to jesus and to experiencing the salvation and peace that only he can bring to your life and maybe we can um, just say a prayer for our listeners yeah you, you you go for it sure so thank you All right, our loving Father in heaven, Lord, thank you that as we've studied your word in these troublesome times in which we live, we find hope and we Mm, find a place of refuge and safety in looking to Jesus. Lord, we pray for everyone that listens to this this broadcast. We pray, Lord, that you would help them to put their lives in Jesus' hands, to open their hearts to the Savior so that they will be ready when Jesus comes. Mm, We thank you for the peace that passes all understanding that comes only from you. Mm, Amen commit ourselves to you now and we ask all of these things in the name of jesus our lord and savior amen amen and amen well that's the end of our program we will be back same time next week as we continue looking up amen and uh just want to remind everybody remember fear looks around regret looks back but faith faith looks up god bless you we'll see you next week keep looking up don't give up don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up Should the tears begin to start With a prayer all your cares
he will cast into the depths of the sea. His love is always there for me.